The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners. Welcome to the 197th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Which comes to me through my website at iirsports, one word, dot com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, bizarre news items, and event of the week that I attended. Also, in a few minutes, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week was just last night, which was Game 2 of the Golden State Warriors, Houston Rockets, Western Conference Championship, and it was an instant classic, Uh, really as good as it gets with that fabulous crowd out there in Oakland, and more importantly, uh, Steph Curry and James Harden, top two players in the league if you go by MVP voting, Curry being the MVP, Harden being the runner-up, both at the absolute top of their games and uh, and just really a classic shootout. Curry was awesome, particularly in the first quarter, early second when he drained four threes. And, you know, watching him shoot is just, uh, it's a joy. It really is as good as basketball gets. Uh, And just watching both teams up and down the floor, it's really what NBA basketball should be. And in this particular series, it is. Uh, Lots of great players on both sides, but none greater on the Rocket side, of course, than uh, James Harden. Uh, again, the MVP runner-up to Curry. And Harden had one of his uh, greatest games ever last night, uh, but with a horrific ending for him and for the Rockets. Uh, you know, he had like 38 points, just narrowly missed a, a triple-double. I think he had nine rebounds and nine assists. Uh, just utterly dominant. Uh, but the storyline of the game, as we all know, is uh, Harden had the ball in his hands with about six, seven seconds to go, brought it up the court, passed to Dwight Howard, who passed immediately back to him. So he had it with about three seconds to left and then got tied up uh, by, the sh- by the Splash Brothers, Curry and, uh, and Clay Thompson, and did not get a shot off. 
And uh, I don't think I'd be wrong to say that it may be about the first time I can ever remember James Harden not getting a shot off. Uh, don't know that I've seen many players who can, you know, somehow, some way get to the, you know, get the shot off and either get to the line or, or make the shot or miss it. Uh, nobody can get rid of the ball under just extreme circumstances like James Harden. So for all the mo- of all the moments that he would literally not be able to get a shot off to have it happen last night at the end of a uh, tremendous game, one of his maybe his best playoff game ever, uh, was stunning. It was just a stunning ending. I mean, when I think when we all saw the ball in his hands, you just assume he's going to like drive left. He can hit the pull up, but last night I was expecting him to just go for the hoop and either get the hoop or uh, draw the foul. And it was a one-point game, 99-98 in favor of the Warriors. So we're talking game winner here, not game tire. And, uh, yeah, I felt bad for him. Uh, Anybody who was watching saw him exit the floor in complete frustration and basically raised his hands to uh, just, you know, hit the curtains, if you will, above his head. Uh, again, in frustration, but he brought down the entire apparatus <laughs> when he did that. So uh, it was fitting and certainly understandable. In the meantime, uh, you know, again, other notable players, to say the least, in this game. I mean, Dwight Howard, coming off that knee injury in game one, played like 40 minutes last night and was absolutely huge. I mean, he, he was a dominant player on the court uh, with, especially with rebounding and, you know, this is the Dwight Howard, I think that, you know, we all expect to see. And last night we saw it, which was again, doubly impressive because he did it on the heels of this knee injury and he was a game time decision. And then Andrew Bogut, uh, the seven foot center for the Warriors, uh, was also just huge last night in a number of ways. Uh, really when this guy's on, he is, uh, he's a force. Uh, you know, offensively, defensively, getting up and down the floor. Uh, you know, he really made his presence known. So he and Howard were just a great duel last night. Um, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, uh, you know, fascinating players to watch, uh, as is Trevor Ariza, uh, and, you know, Corey Brewer coming off the bench. I mean, there's just a lot of players. This is a great series. Uh, you know, I'm just really uh, enjoying it. The first two games were just terrific. And I can't wait till they get to Houston. And uh, uh, the Rockets could have won either game. They didn't. But now they need to win, obviously, game three in Houston to have any chance. No team has ever come back from down three in an NBA series. We've seen it in hockey and also in baseball, but not in, uh, not in basketball. So uh, the other big game tonight in the Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks against the Cavaliers. Uh, Atlanta really needs to win this game. They lost game one at home to LeBron and the Cavs. And uh, so it's game two in Atlanta. They need to win this. They can't be heading to Cleveland down to zip. Um, That leads into then my low light of the week, which was the umpire throwing out Bryce Harper the other night when for not being in the batter's box uh if 
you saw it, it was a bizarre piece of footage where, you know, a, a, a questionable strike was called. Harper backed out. The players are barking. Matt Williams, the Washington Nationals manager's barking. And the ump tells Harper to get back in the box, and he kind of baby steps it right up, sticks his toe <laughs> into the box. Uh, and the umpire tosses him. Then Matt Williams goes nuts. He gets tossed. And, I, I mean, I love, let's face it, what Harper did was childish. He can be pet, petulant, but, you know, I really like the guy. He is the hottest player in baseball. He is playing like the phenom that we've all heard about for years here in the last couple of weeks. And I thought his quote was great after the game, which is very simply, you know, 40,000 people didn't come to see the ump. Uh, they came to see Harper against the Yankees of all teams. And, uh, Harper was thrown out early in the game. So I thought that stunk. Uh, I'm never a fan, you, you know, granted Harper acted childishly, but you know, you can take this tiny type of thing a couple of different ways. I mean, the umpire could have just laughed at it and life goes on and Harper plays, but instead he just chose to uh, be offended and tossed him. And so uh, nobody won in that situation. Bryce Harper did not play in a game before a packed house. And again, he's the hottest hitter in baseball. My bizarre story of the week was the triple overtime. Blackhawks beating the Ducks the other night. Uh, the most bizarre part of that bizarre triple overtime game, the longest game in Chicago Blackhawks history. And they're an original six team. So that's pretty amazing when you think about it. Uh, the Andrew Shaw header, header as in like soccer, right in front of the goal. And he, uh, puck went flying up and he headed it in with his head slash helmet right into the goal, but they disallowed it. Most people said, you know, longtime hockey commentators said they had never seen it before. Uh, so I'll take their word for it. I certainly have, but I haven't watched as much as these guys. So it was fascinating to see. Uh, and last night, Anaheim won in Chicago, bit of a shocker. So they're up two one in the series and the other series looks good as well. Lightning Rangers, uh, Henrik Lundqvist has given up 12 goals in two games. Stunning, um, for him, uh, one of the best goalies in the game and a great postseason performer. So we'll see where that goes tonight. Um, finally, my event of the week was attending Connecticut Sun Media Day uh, down at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut uh, on Tuesday. It was great to go down there. They do a great job. I've been to a couple other media days before and uh, really had a nice chance to uh, catch up with some of the players and talk with them. And uh, amazing. They've, Connecticut Sun have suddenly become Duke North. They had uh, Chelsea Gray, is on their team from Duke, as is Jasmine Thomas. And then their first pick in this year's draft, the number three pick overall, Elizabeth Williams. Uh, no surprise, all very impressive, articulate, intelligent. Uh, talking a lot about the Suns' prospects for the upcoming season. They're all excited. They're all talented. And they're still reveling in the men's team national championship under Coach K. Uh, just of, uh, you know, what seemed like just a few weeks ago. Um, also had a great opportunity to talk with Alex Bentley, 
a guard who was on the team last year. She, of course, went to Penn State. I grew up in that area, so we, I've talked to her a couple times now and had a, uh, had a lot to talk about, given our uh, mutual knowledge of central Pennsylvania. And uh, so it was great to talk to Inga Orakova, who went to school in South Florida. Uh, I saw South Florida women's team play UConn in the American Athletic Conference championship down at Mohegan Sun again uh, just uh, a couple of months ago. South Florida is really coming up in the world. Uh, so that was fun to talk with her about the South Florida program and, of course, the prospects for the Sun. So I would say the outlook is bright for the Sun. No, pended, no pun intended. And on that note, it's uh, time for my for our break. So as my former co-host, Lee Mont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, let's pay some bills. It's time to pay some bills. So let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., how are you doing today? Oh, John, I'm doing great. We have some uh, fabulous weather here, a little reprieve from the heat. It's about 73 at the moment in South Alabama, so we're doing fabulous. 
Sounds wonderful. We also uh, have truly put the winter behind us, and we're looking at uh, 70s as well here. So uh, spring has sprung here in Boston, and it's wonderful, uh, as you know. And uh, you weren't on the show last week, but with very, very good reason. Um, why don't you tell us about what you were doing last weekend? It sounds very exciting. Yeah, John had an opportunity to be a part of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, and there was several uh, NBA players inducted from the University of Alabama. Enos Watley, he was a point guard, played with the Chicago Bulls, drafted by Kansas City the year before, traded immediately on draft day, and so he ended up playing with Michael Jordan for a little while and played 10 years in the NBA, and he he went around the world playing basketball. He was born five minutes from the... Hall of Fame right there in downtown Birmingham, but he had to go all the way around the world to to be eligible. So it was yeah. good to see see Enos there. He, he, he was a, he was from the Magic City, and he was a magician with the ball. Yes, he was. That's a name that you know all basketball fans recognize, no doubt about it. So that sounds exciting. Good to see him, huh? Yeah, it was great. We uh, actually went to his high school on Wednesday night, and we we visited with a lot of his former teammates and his high school coach, and a gentleman who spent his last $300 to organize an AU team that took Enos and his friends around the country when they were 12 years old, and they won the national championship. Wow. That's a good story. Wow. So uh, <laughs> yeah. he worked for what he got. He sure did. He sure did. And uh, so Enos was, it was a special moment for him being that he, he's a native of the city of Birmingham, and so I, I don't think Enos stopped smiling the entire time I was with him for those four or five days. That's great. Wow. Uh, good for you. Uh, but doesn't sound like Enos was the only big name. It sounds like there were lots of them down there. No surprise. Yeah. Another uh, great basketball player for the University of Alabama was Derek McKee. And, you know, originally drafted by Seattle. He, he played, I think, about 15 years in the NBA. And he had Derek. Had one of, was on one of the better teams ever at the University of Alabama. They ended up being a number two seed in the NCAA tournament, and they caught a hot team in the Providence Friars with Rick Pitino and Billy Donovan up, up in Louisville. They played them up there in Alabama. I think shot 60-something percent from the two-point range, but uh, Providence, they were throwing them up from three-point land. It was too much to overcome. But, but Derek was a, a great all-around basketball player. He, you know, he loved playing for Larry Brown and Played a long time in the league, and he's very cerebral. He's a smart individual, and it was great to see Derek and see him inducted into the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. It was only the second time, John, that two University of Alabama basketball players were inducted the same year, and so that was kind of unique. Yes, and you know, I know there were other people there, but before we uh, before we move off the Alabama basketball subject, how is uh? What's the what's the feeling about uh, Avery Bradley being the new coach? Yeah, Avery. yeah, a- yeah. Avery Avery's uh, been well received. He, he tries to make every public event promoting the program. I actually uh, saw Avery last Wednesday at the Regions Tradition Golf Tournament. That's on the Senior Tour, so he enjoyed the day. And then his his uh, son, I think, is a possibility. His son might transfer from Texas A and M. He's a freshman to the University of Alabama. So I think he's made a big splash, and he was fantastic at the press conference when they signed him. 
and he's, he's very popular so far. People have really been enthusiastic and excited about it the program and what he's going to bring and how he's going to uh, have some good players be part of the program. Sounds wonderful. Uh, well, he's a big name. And speaking of names, I said Avery Bradley. I, of course, meant who's the Celtics guard. I meant to say, obviously, Avery Johnson. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, you know, we talked a lot about, uh, you know, the Wichita State Coach potentially ending up in Alabama, but didn't happen. But I think that they got a uh, a wonderful choice in Avery Johnson, who's, you know, we've all heard him as a commentator. I know he coached the Nets in the past. Uh, so I think he's going to be, uh, I think he's going to take them, you know, to places they haven't been before, which is maybe deep into the NCAA tournament. They've certainly been in the NCAA tournament a lot, but uh, he might take them that one step further. And that's that's why they hired him. Yeah, that's why I hired him, John. And another thing, I'm really looking forward to see if he could implement this fast style of play. I think it's been quite a while since Alabama has ever uh, enjoyed watching a team play fast with a lot of great athletes. And so I'm hoping that he can recruit those types of players with with skills that can adapt to that style because I think the fans would really love to see that fast-break style, pressurized defense. Uh, I think they would embrace it uh, and, and really, you know, sell off the arena and cause a lot of noise and just be a wonderful place to watch a game at Coleman Coliseum. Yeah, it's something to look forward to uh, after football ends, which will probably be, uh, as as in most years, uh January. That's true. Yeah, they're starving for a winter down and they have that fifteen thousand seat arena and it can get loud and you know, the Alabama people they'll, they'll get behind any of their their programs if they have any chance of contending. You know, they I think they were the first school ever to have a sell out for every regular season game in softball, their gymnastics team wins championships. They'll put 15,000 people in that same Coleman Coliseum. So they're they're ready. They're primed. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, let's not forget, Bruce Pearl is now the coach over at Auburn, uh, Alabama's arch, arch rival. So uh, I would say that there's going to be, you know, a renewed interest uh, both in that rivalry and in uh, basketball in general in Alabama, and now uh, with two high-profile coaches in state as rivals, uh, I think there's going to be, you know, basketball is going to be bigger than ever, and I know it's already big. Yeah, I think so, John. Plus, both of those coaches, they don't mind talking to the media and trying to generate some interest. Right, right, well, and that's that's perfect. That's exactly what both schools are looking for in the state itself, Uh so, yeah, so I'm guessing, you know, beyond, uh, you know, Derek McKee and Anus Watley, there was probably some other celebrities as well there, right? Yeah, we had uh, Jay Barker was the national championship quarterback for Alabama, the 1992 team, and he was inducted. I think he's the, he's the first one from that team, actually, to be inducted. So that was a thrill for him, and he, he does local radio here in, in uh, Birmingham, the state of Birmingham, you know, the city of Birmingham. So Jay was there. You know, he's, his wife is uh, Sarah Evans. She's a country singer, so Sarah was there as well. Oh, wow. I did not realize that. Yeah, um, that's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. And then we had another 
state of Alabama native, uh, Evander Holyfield, was inducted. And he wasn't there on a Friday evening social or the luncheon on Friday, but he flew in from Utah. He was at a charity boxing match against Mitt Romney. So he made it for the Saturday night induction banquet. So that was fun to see Evander. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, yeah, that charity boxing match. Uh, good for a good cause. There was some interesting footage come out of that. And hey, <laughs> Mitt Romney's in pretty good shape for a guy who I believe is, uh, you know, late 60s, early 70s. I mean, he looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does. He does. And, and I think the event raised over a million dollars, I believe. Correct. Correct. Uh, yes, I heard it was. Uh, a big success. Uh, so, well, that sounds like a great weekend, AP. So that pretty well covered uh, all the big names that were there? Well, believe it or not, John, there's a fullback from Auburn. Uh, he played 17 years in the NFL, Tony Richardson. Um, oh, sure, Kansas City Chiefs. Good football player and a class guy. He's with the NFL League office now. He was inducted, and, uh, you know, Tony was born in Germany but raised in a little small town in Alabama, played in the NFL, like I say, 17 years. I mean, as a, you know, as a fullback, that's, that's durability. Kansas City Chiefs, correct? Correct, right. That's one of the teams he played for, Jets, a couple of other teams, I believe, yeah. Right, and, but um, and also commissioner, the uh, retiring commissioner from the Southeastern Conference, Mike Slive, uh, was, you know, one of the inductees, and then they had an honorary life achievement for the president of the International World Association, World Games Association, Ron Froelich. He's a gentleman moved to Birmingham from South Africa, so he received the Distinguished American Sportsman Award. Well, that sounds like a great, great weekend. I'm glad you were able to, uh, you know, to attend, soak it up. Uh, just sounds wonderful. Now, Mike Slive, he... I know announced his retirement. Is he going to be retiring after 2016 year? Is that correct? Well, it actually be, I think it's here in June, John. I think well, actually because they named a new commissioner. So I think it's right here coming up in June and he finishes his term. Oh, so next month, like in a couple right, of weeks. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, wow. So he's done, done. Done, done. Right. Sure is. Sure is. But he was a, quite a commissioner. He really, uh, launched a, a whole new level of success for the SEC, you know, made it a more of a national brand and signed some lucrative contracts with all types of networks. And he's been a fabulous addition to the Southeastern Conference. Right. And for, and maybe his legacy will be, you know, he started the SEC network. I think that was, you, you know, he wanted to leave on that note, but you know, I think it's safe to say, AP, that he may have presided over something that no commissioner will ever preside over again, which was an SEC team in the national championship game, what, seven years in a row? Seven years in a row. And I, I think they, I, I, John, I think they won it seven and were in it for eight straight years. You're right. One, they won seven in a row. I mean, that's it. Yeah. I don't think that's ever going to be equal. That's, you know. John, I, I don't see it happening. You know, I really don't, really don't see that happening. And, and John, for your, your listeners up there in the New England area, another gentleman you probably remember this name was Tom Neville. Tom Neville was inducted. Oh, yes. Offensive lineman for the Patriots for a long time. He played about 15 years himself uh, for the, in the NFL. He, he was from Montgomery, played at uh, 
Mississippi State, and he was also one of the inductees to the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Wow. Um, big names everywhere. That just sounds awesome. And, and as a last note, did you mention to me that you met John Wayne's daughter? Or oh, granddaughter? Yeah, what, what happened, John, I was at another event on Thursday. It was the Jimmy Rain Charity Golf Banquet, and they have about 40 or 50 celebrities, former coaches, players, uh, people from Los Angeles, you know, Hollywood, and it was John Wayne's granddaughter, and she was at the event, and we had a chance to have a, a conversation. Very nice person. And, uh, she, you know, she was very anxious to hear about a story I told her about her grandfather who placed a call to Coach Bryant at the hotel in 1971 when Alabama was out there to play USC. Coach Bryant uh, saw the, the message light in his room, called down to the front desk, and they said that John Wayne had called and left a message. Wow. That's cool. I love that stuff. Uh, that's wonderful. Uh, great. Glad you could meet her. Uh, you know, that's royalty there. That's for sure. Sure is. And uh, we had a great time. It's a fabulous event. And they did wonderful things at charity. They, they give scholarships down to, to young people all across the entire country of 11 different states from New York and Florida, Oklahoma, Alabama, I think Kentucky and Texas. So it's a very good organization, and they bring, like I say, 40 or 50 people, celebrities, to, to the banquet, and they golf. They have a golf tournament the next morning. Wow, that is fabulous. Uh, well, it just sounds like a fabulous weekend. Wonderful for you. So, once again, AP, glad you got to participate and. Uh, Glad we were able to hear all the good things about it and the people you met. Sounds wonderful. It sure, sure was, John. All right. Well, we do have some sports to talk about, but why don't we take our break now? And uh, on the other side, I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on uh, the NBA playoffs, which has been uh, spectacular so far, especially the uh, uh, Rockets-Warriors series. So we'll get to that on the other side of this break. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P. uh, started off the show today talking about the Warriors-Rockets first two games, particularly last night's uh, Instant Classic, and I'm anxious to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, John. I mean, when you're watching that game, of course, your eyes are going to focus primarily on uh, Steph Curry and James Harden. Uh, James Harden, I mean, he was one assist shy of a triple-double in, in a playoff game. It was phenomenal, and they still came up just short. Uh, you know, I felt so badly for him, particularly because they had a chance to put a little bit of pressure on Golden State with a victory on the road. So now they, they must do something in these first two games or that series will be over probably in five. But you have to admire James Harden and Steph Curry for the you know tremendous efforts in this, in this playoff series thus far. I totally agree, and you captured it perfectly. Uh, you know, I was thinking of that triple-double because when he passed it to Dwight Howard with like three seconds to go there, uh, and Howard gave it immediately back to him. But if, if Howard had launched a three, not only would it have won the game, it would have given uh, James Harden a triple-double. Uh, but, you know, not that Dwight Howard was, uh, was going to take a three in that spot. But, you know, the crazy thing about that, and Harden, again, had, I'm assuming, the greatest playoff game of his career, but he is... I can't think of any other player, maybe ever, that I would, you know, be more surprised that he simply couldn't got, get off a shot than James Harden. That guy can get off a shot in practically any circumstance with no matter how many people are hanging on to him, his angle, it doesn't matter. You know, he, he could get off a shot, uh, for, you know, standing on his head. So for him, <laughs> of all people, after that performance last night, in the penultimate moment, to not be able to get off a shot, not even close. Steph Curry, you know, basically tapped it away, and of course, along with Clay Thompson, just surrounded him, enveloped him. But th- that that was the crazy part. That again, Harden of all people could not even get a shot off. Uh, that was crazy and uh, shocking to me. Yeah, it, it seems like he was just a little discombobulated when he got the return pass down. He wasn't. It's set because most of the time there's such willpower in every move that he makes. It's so deliberate and with such force that you're thinking, well, gosh, he's going to get that shot up. And it was funny because right before he threw the pass, I thought he had an opportunity to launch a three. And, right. you know, maybe he, his feet weren't set properly 
but he didn't. So that that surprised me slightly. But uh, he's got to feel terrible. But he, he gave such a fantastic effort and almost led his team to a road victory. So, you know, you got to hope that maybe on the road, uh, Golden State doesn't play as well, but normally they're, they're a good road team. So, uh, it's really, it's, it's a must, this is really a must game, this next one for Houston. Oh, yeah. And I said that in the first segment, too. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he was discombobulated. I, I think, you know, his past to Dwight Howard, you know, I was surprised, like we all were, that he even gave up the ball, but, you know, it was almost like, you know, a, like a volleyball return. I mean, it, it barely <laughs> touched Howard's hands before he gave it right back to Harden. I mean, in an instant. Um, and, you know, I, I think maybe I, I agree. Discombobulated. You, you, you said the perfect word, like, unlike we've never seen him before. He, he's discombobulated is never a word I would have associated with James Harden's game because you said it perfectly. He just, you know, he, he plays with a determination and a drive, no pun intended that, you know, you know, he's always like in control and it always, always, always results in him getting off some kind of shot that either goes in or he's fouled or the like, least likely of the three, he misses it, you know, <laughs> It's, it's, yeah, he's, he's a very strong player and determined. And I mean, he has, you know, that left hand, it, it, it's very difficult, John, to defend a left hander. Your body is not accustomed to making those hard moves defensively going the opposite direction. So he has an advantage, and he's, you know, of course, one of the best players in the league. But I just love to watch him play, and he, he, nothing ever seems to phase him. Correct. Correct. Um, he was, you know, as frustrated as I've ever seen him again, understandable. I mean, the way he, you know, just had, was basically in a yoga child's pose as he like laid on the court for a number of seconds afterwards. And then I don't know if you saw him walking out of the arena when he like raised up his hands to like hit a curtain that was above him and, you know, back in the hallway area. And when he hit the curtain, it took down the entire apparatus. Did you notice that? I sure did, John. I, yeah. I sure saw that. And, you know, rightfully so. I mean, he, he was totally frustrated because he gave such a supreme, um, you know, had a supreme performance that evening and just fell short. And the ball was in his hand at the end. I know that, that's on his mind. Of all, he did all those great things through, through four four quarters, but the ball was in his hand at the end, and that's where a superstar like him, that's the scenario that he envisions, you know, all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, I did something that I don't do too often. Like, you know, I got out of, I got out of my seat. I mean, you know, Rockets got the ball about seven seconds ago. It's instantly in Harden's hands, and I, like, stood up because, you know, you, that's the most exciting scenario you can possibly have down one. Much better than yeah. being down to, you know, we're not talking a tie game. It's a win or lose situation. And really, is there any other player in the game, even above Curry, who you'd rather have with the ball at that particular moment, uh, dribbling up the court, uh, you know, with his game, as we've discussed, uh, you know, the, again, the last thing on anybody's mind was that a shot would not get shot. Yeah, uh, John, you said it uh, correct because. 
even LeBron James, he may, he's not, I don't think, the best person to get a shot off. I think James Harden's the best of all exactly. those superstars that are left in the playoffs. I agree. So, and and uh, to, to, you know, to Steph Curry's, uh, you know, to praise him and Clay Thompson, they bottled up, they contained James Harden. They played it perfectly. They smothered him. They didn't give him much of a chance. He really had to just, you know, he couldn't dribble. He couldn't dribble between them. He really had to just launch the shot, and he attempted to dribble slightly, and he lost control. So they, they played it perfectly to their credit. It was fabulous defense. I mean, again, they didn't foul him. Two guys really known for their offense. They are the Splash Brothers, after all. And for them to surround him, and I'm literally looking at the still photo on ESPN, they completely enveloped him that he didn't, he, he wasn't even close to getting off a shot, like not even anything like wild or whatever in any way, shape, right. or form. Uh, so, yeah, credit to them. And, you know, watching these two teams go up and down the court, especially, you know, Golden State, I mean, this is the way basketball should be played at this level. I mean, it's, it's what you dream about if you're a true basketball fan, especially with, you know, Curry and, the threes and the way he can get off that shot, uh, you know, no matter what the situation uh, so quickly and, and make so many is, is just, it's one of the funnest things we've seen in basketball in years. Yeah, John, I mean, basketball is a beautiful game and especially if there's people with a high level of skill. I mean, it's nice when somebody can jump in the air, get a rebound, uh, block a shot, but when you see that, you know, excellent passing guys who can spot up for the shot, they have a good form, you know, they make a high percentage, guys are excellent dribble drive players, those are some of the finer skills that I think have been lacking in, in previous years. You know, some of the younger players, they rely on their athleticism, but Steph Curry, I mean, he's not the most athletic player. I mean, James Harden, he's not the most athletic player on the court. But they're high level skills. They're they're the superstars of the game. Exactly, and uh, you know, to steal a line from uh, associated with Giancarlo Stanton, the slugger from the Florida Marlins, who hit a mammoth shot just another week or two, one of many mammoth shots in his career. Uh, you know, chicks dig the long ball, and to me, you know, the same can be said for <laughs> Steph Curry and the three point shot. I mean. It, it, chicks and everyone else dig the long ball. It's just what <laughs> it's what you really want to see. It, it's like a home run in baseball, you know, when you're hitting three pointers and like, again, you know, just someone who grew up loving and playing basketball and still do to this day, you know, just the way he, his form, the way the ball swishes through the net, uh, you know, obviously, they showed like the records he's been setting this year and then the playoffs series by series plus overall where he's headed. He is obviously on a track to become the greatest shooter in history, obviously. And if he continues, it's going to happen sooner rather than later. So I think it's special to witness. Yeah. And, he, and he's so skilled with the ball. And they were mentioning this last night. Most players, when you, when you watch them from the three point line, they're, they're able to receive the pass and launch the shot. But he can actually dribble and launch the shot. I mean, it's very unique in basketball. You rarely see that type of player. I don't know anybody who does it better. 
Exactly. Exactly. And again, you know, if he becomes the, you know, the greatest shooter ever in basketball, again, to me, that, that is equivalent to like the greatest home run hitter ever. It's just, you know, that's how much I enjoy watching great shooters. We certainly got an up close look here in new England with Ray Allen in the last few years. Uh, so love it. It's, you know, it's going to be great to see them down in Houston and, uh, just a great series, uh, you know, to say the least. So, uh, lots more to talk about, you know, on the other side, uh, we'll talk a little football. Uh, it's rare that we actually get to the last few minutes of the show and we haven't used touched on the word football, but, uh, uh, we'll get to it after the break. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Before we get to A.P., let me just say that my pick of the week end for appointment viewing is uh, the Indianapolis 500 on Sunday at noon Eastern time. Uh, the media party at the Super Bowl a couple years ago when it was held in Indy was held in the tower at the Indianapolis Raceway. And it was one of the coolest places I've ever seen in my life, period. There'll be a quarter million people, maybe more, there. And uh, ever since then, I always liked the Indy 500, but ever since then, it's now uh, you know, a must-watch. So, noon on Sunday, the Indy 500. And uh, speaking of great events, AP, uh, the other night, a subject, uh, an event near and dear to our heart, 
which I had the good fortune to attend this past January, the college football playoff national championship, the first ever one at AT&T Stadium in Dallas, was named Sports Business Journal's Sports Event of the Year, which thrilled me to no end. Uh, and I thought it was a terrific choice uh, and always yeah, a tough selection to pick the best sports event of, of the year. But that's what was named. And, uh, you know, I, for one, uh, totally agree with that selection. John, has anyone ever had a better debut for an event? Never. I can't think of one. Well said. Well, very well said. It's like the best debut ever. And uh, to see them rewarded was just, again, you know, spectacular. And uh, speaking of college football playoff, it sounds like uh, you spoke with uh, one of the members of the selection committee, correct? I sure did, John. Um, it was Thursday at the Jimmy Lane Charity Golf Banquet. The new member, the newest member of the college football playoff selection committee, is Bobby Johnson, the former Vanderbilt and Furman coach. He played at Clemson wide receiver and defensive back. Archie Manning stepped down, and Bobby Johnson was the replacement. So I had a chance to visit with uh, the coach on Thursday afternoon prior to the, the banquet. Wow. That's fabulous. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the people on that committee, they're rock stars. You know, what can you say? Uh and, you know, I thought that the show they did announcing, you know, each week's selection was really one of the cool new things to, uh, you know, to television last year, given it was their first year ever doing it. And uh, so that's great that you got to meet a member of the of the actual selection committee. And it sounded like there was another member there as well, right? Well, uh, this was on Wednesday at the Region's Tradition Golf Tournament, uh, Dr. Condoleezza Rice. She's from the state of Alabama. She likes to come back a few times a year, and and she was there teeing off. Uh, you know, we didn't get a chance to speak to her. You know, she didn't hold court, but we did. You know, we were around her, so you know, that was quite interesting as well. Absolutely. Uh, well, you know, it's interesting because uh, you know we're already seeing the teasers on ESPN four. Uh, next year's college football playoff, which is like amazing here, seven, eight months in advance. But, uh, you know, ESPN, they're owning it. It's, you know, they're in partnership with the CFP, so to speak. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's already started. Uh, you know, I think I saw my first one like a month ago. And, uh, yeah, this year it's going to be uh, in Phoenix, uh, site of this most recent Super Bowl. Uh, talk about a great event. That was also a nominee for sports event of the year, by the way. And uh, so, yeah, and this year will be interesting. We've talked about this on the show, but you know, it bears repeating that uh, the twist to this year's college football playoff is, is that the semifinals will be on New Year's Eve, not New Year's night like last year, New Year's Eve, which is going to be a uh, you know, a fascinating, uh, you know, evening to have it. It's New Year's Eve, after all. It's will people watch the game instead of, you know, going to New Year's Eve parties? It's going to be fascinating to watch. Yeah, Jen, I think that's uh, there's high risk in selecting that night to, to have the semifinals. I really do. And, uh, 
I'm, I can't wait to see those numbers of the people who viewed the, the semifinals on that night. I think it's uh, they they didn't want to change and they're just sticking to their position, and we shall see what'll happen. Yep, you and I are not alone in you know uh, bringing up this topic. Uh, you know there there was just a couple of weeks, uh, more like a month or two ago. You know there was a, some chatter, and I believe they addressed it about you know moving it from New Year's Eve. I think it was even you know. Uh, there was a lot of people involved in like, you know, basically speaking their piece on this topic. And they, that's, you're right. Exactly. As you said, it sounds like they're sticking to their guns and you know, that's the end of it for now. <laughs> I could see it coming up again. No, no. And, and uh, John, just to backtrack for a second, when you mentioned rock star celebrities uh, concerning the college playoff selection committee members, coach Johnson, he resembled Steve Martin. That silver hair and that those same facial features, so he does have that Hollywood look. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. He sure does. And uh, we we just delved into some of his ideas, uh, and he seems to be a person that's going to look at some of the trends and the the analysis that the figures that are presented to, to the committee, and he's also going to, of course, look at the film be a film buff and watch all the games. And uh, w- one thing he did say to me, I asked him, what impressed you about the selection committee? And he said, well, I can tell you that they're not afraid to speak their mind. I'll bet. Again, every, anybody with even a mild interest in sports, or for that matter, just corporate America, would love to be in that room. That's like the most uh, interesting room you know, in the world once a week for about six or eight weeks. Uh, now, is, he's a new member, correct? Does he? Do you, brand, brand new member. He he replaces Archie Manning. Oh, and they also, okay. And they also had to replace uh, Oliver Luck, right? Uh, because he went to the NCAA. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So there, there's actually two, two new members, but he was like the newest one, you know, in the last month or so here that they named. So uh, you got two new voices. Two new voices uh, again. You know, is there any committee that has ever been more sought after uh, than that one to have a place on that committee? Uh, again, uh, it's going to be fun, and all of a sudden, you know, here we are in May, and we're, it's Memorial Day weekend. Hard to believe. So you know, college football suddenly seems not as far away as it did just you know a mere week or two ago. No, time moves on, John. It doesn't uh, hold back. That's right, AP. Uh, well, thank you all. It's hard to believe we're near the end of our show here. Uh, AP, thank you as always for your expertise and particularly your perspective on uh, on the great event you attended down in Alabama next last weekend. And uh, yeah, great stuff. And we appreciate you taking the time to join us as always. Well, thank you, John. It's my pleasure. Look forward to the next time. Terrific. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.